We are fully four weeks into the season of Advent, the season of waiting. Waiting for the birth of Emmanuel, God with us. Waiting for the coming of Christ again. It's a season of waiting with the expectation that things will change for the better. Waiting for the birth of a baby who reveals God's willingness to trust in us, a baby who embodies our hope in that same God. We've had a lot of waiting over the past two years, waiting for vaccines, waiting for remedies for the pandemic, waiting for actions to alleviate the losses of climate change, waiting to gather again with families, waiting for fire and flood and unseasonal storms to end, waiting for peace in our streets, waiting for the economy to recover. As we await for our shared sufferings to end, some of us wait as well for personal challenges to end. Some have lost a job, or a loved one, or a cause, or a dream. Some have received a difficult diagnosis, or for others, a relationship has fractured. For some, the pain and trauma of the past continue to haunt us in the present. Whatever the time of year, April or July or December, that waiting in the midst of shared and individual challenges threatens our sense of security and agency and tests us deep in our character, even if we are not always aware of it. That waiting saps the energies of our minds, our bodies, our spirits, and relationships. And now, in this holiday season, that sapping seems all the greater. We are bombarded with music, cultural expectations, advertising, and media that trumpet how this time should be happy, should be perfect, should be joyful. We should shop and decorate and be cheerful. For many of us, these very expectations only add to our exhaustion or deepen our despair. I don't know why the church, in its wisdom, chose the date of the longest night of the year to celebrate the Feast of St. Thomas but I can't help but wonder if it had something to do with the latent dawn, as if to recognize that Thomas had been left in the dark longer than the others. Here we are only three days before celebrating the birth of Jesus, seeking solace in a passage from three days after his death. Thomas knew all too well what it's like to be out of season with everyone around him. It was Easter, 
and Thomas had left the room where he and the others had been huddled in fear, in confusion, in despair ever since the crucifixion. Had he stepped out to clear his head, to bring dinner, to visit the tomb, perhaps to see for himself the resurrected Christ that Mary Magdalene had already proclaimed? We don't know. What we do know is that he returned to a very different scene than the one he had left. How disorienting it must have been to find the others positively lit with joy, their voices ringing out the good news that Jesus is alive, resurrected, that Jesus was in fact what had been promised from the start, Emmanuel, God with us. They had seen the Lord, yet Thomas' eyes still burned with the afterimage of death, with wounded flesh and scarred hands. He mourned perhaps all the more as they rejoiced. How isolating that week must have been. What I cherish tonight about the community of disciples is their willingness to allow Thomas his discordant feelings without shame or judgment. While they all, Thomas among them, continued to care for one another, to break bread, and to pray together. What I cherish tonight about Jesus' response to Thomas one week later was that he met him right where he was, grieving, out of sync with joy, unwilling to go along for the sake of getting along. In response to Thomas' honest desire for a living encounter with Jesus, Jesus freely offered him the testimony of his own woundedness, his own pain. What I cherish tonight about Thomas is that he was a man who recognized his Lord in scars, not wonders. On this particular night, as the world anticipates with shining wonder the incarnation of God in Jesus in the unblemished flesh of a newborn, some of us find, like Thomas, our good news in the shape of a hallowed woundedness, a tattered faith, in a God of resurrection, in the hope of things unseen. So if you're finding the joy of Christmas difficult to feel right now, rest in the good company of Thomas. Lean into the comforting truth that Jesus greeted Thomas in the midst of his grief and confusion. Hang on to the fact that Jesus opened a way for Thomas through the marks of his own suffering and trauma, sharing his broken body so that Thomas could find his way to wholeness.
May we find our solace, hope, and courage in the wounded, risen Christ, born again into our hearts and lives this Christmas. Amen.